0: Only then, that which is nameless comes into being.
1: This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti Podcast. What is it that each one of us wants to achieve? To be more enlightened? To achieve heaven, nirvana, or moksha. Hello and welcome to episode 145 of Urgency of Change. Season 3 of the Krishnamurti podcast continues with the format of carefully chosen extracts from the Philosopher's Talks. Each weekly episode focuses on a the theme explored by Krishnamurti, and the aim is to represent his different approaches to these universal topics. This week's theme is Achievement. Upcoming themes are Simplicity, Problems and Entertainment. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Please visit our website at kfoundation.org where you can find a growing collection of in-depth articles on Krishnamurti's teachings along with key topics and a wide selection of quotes. Our online store stocks all available Krishnamurti books and ships worldwide. You can also find our daily quotes and videos on Instagram and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review or rating on your podcast app, which helps our visibility. This week's episode on Achievement has five sections. The first extract is from the fourth talk in Sanan 1982, titled Is it Natural to Want to Achieve?
0: And I think one thinks this morning we should go together into the question what is it that we, human beings, are trying to become? What is it each one of us, if one may ask, trying to do, achieve and gain an end? If we inquire Into ourselves, even very superficially. What is it we all want? Whether we are well placed, poor, or intellectually highly cultivated, each one of us apparently. Is becoming something, wants to become something. It is natural, I think, to become something in this world. Natural. That is, if we do not know a certain language, we spend a great deal of time learning it. That's becoming learned. In a particular language. Or, if one is not skillful academically, then you strive, study to achieve a certain position academically because it gives you a job and so on. It is also quite natural. If one is a poor carpenter to study the nature of the wood, the instruments, and so on, and become a good master carpenter, or a scientist, and so on, that is fairly obvious. If I am a worker in a factory, I want to become the foreman in that factory. And so on. And we are asking is it natural? And I'm using the word natural in the sense that is it inevitable? Is it the nature? of human beings, psychologically, to become something. That is, the becoming something, whatever it be, involves time. Naturally. I am this but I will be that. That requires a series of days, weeks, or months, or years, and during that period one strives to become that. That is, I am violent, one is violent, one will attempt to become free of violence, and so And after achieving non- freedom from violence, what is there more to achieve? That is the eternal demand of human beings to achieve, become something, psychologically, inwardly. If one examines each one of us deeply, What is it we are trying to become? More enlightened to achieve heaven? To achieve in the Buddhist sense nirvana, or Hindu sense moksha? What is it each one of us wants to achieve? One thinks this is an important question to ask. Is there anything to achieve? We are predisposed to the concept of becoming something, inwardly. That is, we have carried over the same mentality of becoming something in skill, in technological knowledge, in achieving certain status, we have carried that same mentality to the psychological field. I wonder if we are aware of one. If one is aware of this, what is it we are trying to become what is it deeply we are trying to achieve and each achievement is separate from all other achievements it's a isolated achievements i am Poor inwardly, and I want to be rich inwardly. The richness consists in achieving knowledge, in overcoming conflict. So I'm always struggling to become what I project, right? what thought projects that which is not. And one is trying to become that which is not. Right? And this achievement is based on the principle of reward and punishment. The reward is to achieve, to come to a point where one can say, I have got this. And punishment is not achieving what is projected, which is pain, in which there is Sense of lack of fulfillment, pain, and depression, and all the consequences of so called failure. In this process, we are caught. Yes, we are together. Cooperating in the investigation, examination of this question. The speaker is not stating something which is not actual. It is, we are examining. Please don't accept what the speaker says. As the first principle, one must have a sense of questioning, doubt, inquiry, skepticism, so that we can both of us together investigate why human beings have become what they are. living in eternal conflict, endless wars, terrorism, all the rest of it. Outwardly we have made perhaps what may be called progress from the horse-drawn carriage to the jet. That is called progress. And we apply the same attitude, same way of thinking, that I am this, I will be that. It has taken many centuries to move, evolve from a bullock cart to the present transportation. And man has said, I am this, but it will take centuries to become that. All this implies time. Right? Time as evolution. And what is time? It is important to understand the nature of time. Not only by the sunrise and the sunset, the evening, the night and the morning, time by the clock, and also we have psychological time, I am this, I must be that. And we also say, society is this, with all the terrible things that are going on, the hatreds, the violence and all that, and it will take time, to change the condition of man. Right? Again we are caught in that movement of time. So we are talking about, together, I am not telling you, please bear in mind that we are putting into words What you are, obviously, if you are interested, if you are serious, we are considering together the nature of time. Because we live by time. Hope is time. The future, which promises something or other, is time. The remembrance. Of the past is time. Re- one will require knowledge in order to act properly. So the accumulation of knowledge is in the field of time. And as knowledge is never complete, it is also, it goes with ignorance. So, this whole process, outwardly and inwardly, we have accepted as a movement in evolution, in becoming something.
1: The second extract is from Krishnamurti's second talk in New Delhi, 1983 titled, We Use Time to Achieve.
0: So, let us together examine, sorry, let us together observe the content of our consciousness, of ourselves. One of the factors is thought and time. Thought has become the major factor, it's the only factor, because it has accumulated the whole content of our consciousness. Thought, as we (coughs) said… Is born of experience, knowledge, stored in the brain as memory, and from memory, thought exists. This whole process is instantaneous, and that thought is limited. Right? It's clear, simple. Then we must look at time. Because for us, time is extremely important. The tomorrow, with its hope, with its danger, with its sense of achievement, the tomorrow, that tomorrow may be hundred tomorrows, but it is still tomorrow. That tomorrow is the time of yesterdays – right? Do you understand all this? Yesterday – when you say yesterday, it is already the past and therefore is part of time. When you say it's 12 o'clock, it means it's past 11 o'clock. So, yesterdays and many thousand yesterdays are the result of a continuous movement of time. Right? Right, sir? You understand? Time. Not only physical time, but psychological time. I will be. I am not, but I will be. That is time. I am not good – would you, any of you say that? You won't. I am not good but I will be good. I am ignorant but I will be learned. This life has been unsatisfactory, miserable, perhaps next life. The next life is what you are now. Right? If you change... If you don't change now, you will be what you are next, tomorrow, only we postpone to the next life, if there is next life. But we won't go into that for the moment. So time to achieve, to learn, to become to become a success, to find enlightenment, to meditate, time, both chronologically as well as psychologically, is tremendously important. Right? Because your whole life is based on time. Your business, your learning about technology, learning about computer. Learning a new language, learning how to drive a car, how to play the violin, or this or that—that that requires time. Please listen to this gap. To learn a language requires time. To learn about any technology requires time. That same requiring time is extended to the psychological field – you understand? – I need time to learn how to drive a car. So I also need time to learn about myself. It is the same movement. Right? Are you following this? So we must understand the nature of time, there is time outwardly – right? – sunrises, sunsets, sunrises at a certain time in the winter, sets at a certain time, sunrises at midsummer, at a certain time, sets at a certain time, spring, autumn and so on. All that is external time. But also we have an internal time, which is based on becoming – right? I have an idea of non-violence, which you are so fond of, and in the meantime I am violent, and one day I am going to get there – right? – in the meantime I am going to be violent. So non-violence is a fallacy. It sounds good. All your saints have preached it, even the recent ones, and you like that. But the fact is you are violent. That is a fact, and non-violence is a non-fact. Right? Face it. If you are pursuing non-violence you are really avoiding the actual fact of your being violent. And to face that is more important than the pursuit of non-violence. However much you may talk about non-violence you are actually terribly violent people. So there are these two factors in our life, major factors, thought and time. Right? You can't deny that, there is a fact. Are they separate? Is not thought time? Right? You are following all this? Please. I am not teaching you, I am only pointing out – I am not even pointing out, we are thinking together. You are... We are both of us sharing the food, sharing the food that has been put before us. (coughs) It is the food that matters, and the food, if it is properly balanced food, nourishes. And this food is thought and time, which you must share with the speaker. That means you must understand the nature of time, which is also very complex, as thought is. We are pointing out both are movements – right? – thought is a movement and time is a movement. So they are one, it is not thought is separate, time is separate. (coughs) Thought has created time – right? I am this, I will be that. That movement is brought about by thought. I will be, I will achieve my ideal – that's a movement of thought including time. When you say, I will achieve, achievement means time. Right? I hope you see all this together. So these are the major factors of life, time plus thought.
1: The third extract is from the first question and answer meeting in Madras, 1985, titled Achievement is the Basis of Self-Interest
0: Now what is psychological time? What do you mean by psychological time? I will be there tomorrow. I hope to meet you tomorrow, hope. I want to be beautiful. I am not, but I want to be. The want implies time. I don't know if you understand me. Hope implies time. I must attain nirvana or true time. And I must discipline myself, time. All those are factors involving time and more. Right? And the questioners say, is it not a fact? An illusion can be a fact. right?" I believe I am Napoleon. Hmm? Sorry, I am taking You don't mind Napoleon? (laughs) I am Napoleon, and I am convinced I am Napoleon. And you all think I am a crazy man. But I I live in that illusion, as you do, not Napoleon. But you have got your own illusions of grandeur, of belonging to a certain state, with a garland, with a photo, you belong. So you live in illusion. God, rituals, nationality. Right? They are all illusions. Do you question that? What is an Indian? What is India? The gods say. A geographical description of a subcontinent, right? And you have given to that group of people living within that borders of that country tremendous importance. Ancient culture, 5,000 years, gone to smithereens now. And you you take pride in all that, so does the Frenchman? Right. So does the Englishman? And this is called factual, psychological time. And I say there is no psychological time at all, except that thought has invented all this. I have been invented, I am an Indian, born in this community, in this particular part of the world, a Brahmin, non-Brahmin, fighting each other, and all the rest of it. And so I am questioning this whole, K is questioning this whole psychological time as evolution. You understand? I am this, I will be that next life or I am this, I will be different tomorrow. I have taken a resolution for a new year and I am going to stick to it, if I can, and so on and so on. <coughs> So time... Must I go into all that? Time is a movement. as thought is a movement. So time is thought. They are not two separate <coughs> processes. Time is thought. And thought says, and time says, I will be, I must attain nirvana, or attain moksha, or attain liberation, illumination. And somebody says, i And we are gullible enough to go and say, my God, what a marvellous man he is. And then worship him or kill him. It is the same thing. When you worship somebody, you have killed him. Right, sir? So there is no psychological time at all as evolution, psychologically. There is no you becoming something else. Or better, more. We went into that. Because the self is put together by memory. Self is the process, the centre of all thought. Right? If I had no memory, I wouldn't call myself self. But to go beyond memory, beyond knowledge is something entirely different. I won't go into that. This is not the occasion for that. And the attainment of truth, of course, i say time is necessary. <coughs> now, clever people have invented paths to truth. You have your path, I have my path you are a devotional path, I am a ritual, you follow? path of various kinds, Christian path, Islamic path, Hindu path, Tibetan path, which means path leading to a goal. The goal you call truth or the Buddha or some other, right? A path implies a goal which is fixed. Right? Is truth fixed? Is truth stationary? Non-dynamic, static? Or something tremendously alive? That which is greatly alive has no path. How can you have a path to something that's moving, living, changing, vital, full of something else? Therefore, there are no paths to truth. Right? See it. See. See it. Be clear about it then you won't be caught in a trap. The goal is the means. The goal is not separate from the means. Right? The Communists say, some of the Communists say, the means doesn't matter, get to the goal. Right? we want a marvellous state, doesn't matter if we will kill a thousand people or a million people, we must have the goal. You understand? understand all this? But the goal is the means, they are not too separate. And where is the goal? Out there somewhere in the distance? Or is there goal? Or is there no goal at all? I you don't ask this question. Moment you have a purpose, you have a goal. You are ambitious to achieve. Right? Of course. But the achievement is the basis of self-interest. Because I have achieved. Like a general in the army, I mean, a soldier in the army, he has achieved to become a general. And generals are tremendously important. So, in the same way, our whole idea of achievement, to achieve Nirvana, what a horrible statement to make. You understand? as though nirvana, or heaven, or something immense is to be achieved by a petty little mind, by a a brain that is conditioned, frightened, anxious, limited, fearful, sorrow, all the rest of it. How can such a mind, brain, Achieve anything. It can only end all the fears, all this loneliness, all that. It can end that. That is all it can do. It can't achieve something immense. Where there is self-interest, all achievement is disorder.
1: The fourth extract is from the fourth question and answer meeting in Sanan, 1980, titled Is enlightenment something to be achieved?
0: See, we must understand if you are really going to what is enlightenment, illumination, the, the voice of truth, not my voice, voice of truth, we must go very carefully into the question of time. The so-called enlightened people have said, "We have come to it through time, gradually life after life, if we believe in reincarnation, I have come to the point when I am enlightened about everything. Right? Which is, it is a gradual process of experience, knowledge, a constant movement from the past to the present and the future, this cycle. Right? So, is, if you are interested in it, is enlightenment the ultimate thing, a matter of time? Is it a gradual process, which means The process of time, the process of evolution, the gradual becoming that – you follow? So one must understand the nature of time, not the chronological time, but the... Psychological structure which has accepted time. <laughs> You're following this? That is, I have hoped to ultimately get there. The desire. which is part of hope – ultimately says, I'll get there. And the so-called enlightened people – and they are not – because the moment they say, I am enlightened, they are not. They are vanity. It's like a man saying, I'm really humble. When a man says that, you know what it is. Humility is not the opposite of vanity. When the vanity ends, the other is. Those people who have said, we are enlightened, say, you must go through, step by step, practice this, do that, do, don't do do this, become my pupil, I'll tell you what to do, I'll give you an Indian name or a Christian new name, and so on, so on, so on, and you, kind of irrational human being, accept this nonsense. So we are saying, ask. Is that supreme enlightenment? We understand what meaning of that word. A mind that has, has no conflict, no sense of striving, going, moving, achieving. So we must understand this question of time, which is the constant becoming, or not becoming, which is the same. Right? The becoming and the not becoming. And when that becoming is rooted in the mind, that becoming conditions all your thinking, all your activity, then it is a matter of using time as a means of becoming, achieving. But is is there such a thing as becoming? You understand? I am violent, I will be non-violent. That is becoming an idea. Right? I am violent and the non-violence, I project the idea of not being violent, because so, I create duality, violent and non violent. And so there's conflict. Then I say, I must control myself, I must suppress, I must analyze, I must go to psychologists, I must psychotherapists, and so on, so on, so on. Without creating the opposite, the non violence, the fact is, Violence, not non-violence – right? – the fact. Non-violence is non-fact. If you get that once, the truth of that. That is, I am violent, the concept of non-violence brings about this conflict between the opposites. The non-fact has no value, only the fact, which is unvalued. Now, to observe the whole movement of violence – anger, jealousy, hate, competition, imitation, conformity and so on and so on – to observe it without any direction without any motive. Right? Then if you do that, then there is the end of violence, which is an immediate perception and action. I wonder if you understand this. Hmm? So one can see that illumination, this sense of ultimate reality and so on, is not of time. This goes against the whole psychological religious world. The Christians with their Souls with their saviors, with their ultimate, etc. etc. I say, we say, perception is action. Not perception, great interval, and then action. In that interval, you create the idea. Right? Are you following all this? Sir, we are pointing out something, which is, can the mind, the brain, you know, the whole human nervous structure, as well as psychological structure, be free of this burden of million years of time? so that you see something clearly and action is invariably immediate. That action will be rational, not irrational. That action will be, can be explained logically, sanely. So we are saying that ultimate thing which is truth is not to be achieved through time. It can never be achieved. It is there or it is not there.
1: The final extract in this episode is from the third talk in Madras, 1986, titled Achievement in Meditation
0: What is meditation? The word is a common language in the dictionary it means to ponder over, to think over and to concentrate, learn to concentrate on something, not let your brain wander all over the place. Right? Right? Is that what you call meditation? Be simple, so Be honest. That is what? Giving every day certain period of and you go to your room quietly, sit down for ten minutes, quarter an hour, meditate. Right? Right? Do you agree with that, sir? No? Then what is meditation to you? Concentration? Thinking about something very noble? You can't answer all this question. So we are going to first inquire: What is meditation? Any conscious effort to meditate, understand, is part of your discipline of the office, because you say that well, if I meditate, I'll have a quiet mind, or I'll enter into another state, mm? and so on so on. The word meditation also means to measure. Right, sir? To measure, which means compare. My Lord! So, your meditation becomes mechanical. Right? Because you are exercising energy to concentrate on a picture or an image or an idea, and that concentration divides. Right? You understand? Concentration is always division. No? I want to concentrate on that, but thought wanders so off. Then I say, I mustn't wander off, come back. You repeat that all day long, or half an hour. And then you come off it and say, well, I meditated. And this meditation is advocated by all the gurus, by all the, you know, lay disciples and so on and so on. And the Christian idea is I believe in God and I'm sacrificing myself to God. You understand what I'm saying? And therefore I pray to save me, save my soul and save my, etc., etc. Is all this meditation? Tell me. I know nothing about meditation, at least not this kind. Will you tell me? Is this meditation? Tell me, sir, don't be frightened. I am not your guru or your boss or your... Tell me if this is meditation. It is like an an achievement. Right? It is an achievement. I meditate half an hour, by the I feel bright. Or is there a totally different kind of meditation? Right, sir? Totally different. I am asking, But since you won't answer, I must answer. In the word meditation, which is measurement, as I have said, which is comparison of achievement, that's not meditation. And don't accept anything the speaker says at any price. The speaker says that's not meditation at all. That's merely a process of achievement. Right? You have been one day not able to concentrate, you take a month and say, yes, I've got it. That's like a talk becoming a manager. Right? So, is there a different kind of meditation, which is not effort, which is not measurement, which is not routine – please pay attention to what I am saying – which is not mechanical. Is there a meditation in which there is no sense of comparison? or there is no reward and punishment. You understand? What I mean? So is there any meditation which is not based on thought, which is measurement time and all that? You understand my question? How can one explain a meditation that has no measurement, that has no achievement, that doesn't say I am, I'll be that. I am this, but I become that. That being God or super angel. So that requires, if I may point out not for you to accept or deny, just pointing out. Is there a meditation which has nothing to do with will, with our energy that says, I must meditate, which has nothing to do with effort at all? The speaker says there is, you don't have to accept it. He may be nuts, he may be talking nonsense, but he sees the lo- logically, the ordinary meditation is self-hypnosis, deceiving oneself. And when you stop deceiving, stop all that mechanical process, is there a different kind of meditation? And unfortunately, the speaker says, yes. That's not for you to say, yes, I'll agree, I'll meditate. You can't get at it through effort through giving all of energy to something. You can't, there is no – you understand? it. It is something that has to be absolutely silent. Don't achieve silence now, don't sit in meditation. Please don't do it, sir. You can't do it. First of all, begin very humbly. Very, very humbly. And therefore very gently. And therefore no pushing, driving. Say, I must do this. It requires tremendous sense of, not only aloneness, but a sense of I mustn't describe it. I mustn't describe it. To you. Because then you will go off on descriptions. If I describe it, the description is not the real. Right? The description of the moon or of the Himalayas painted, description is not the Himalayas. Right? So, we will stop describing It's for you to play with it, or not play with it, go your own way and your own peculiar achievements through meditation and so on, so reward and all the rest of it. So, a meditation which is absolutely no effort, no achievement, no thinking, then the brain is quiet. You understand? Not made quiet by will, by intention, by conclusion and all that nonsense. It is quiet. And being quiet it has infinite space.